In today's episode, I will tell you about a few ways uh, you can create a knowledge base or wiki uh, in SharePoint Online. You're listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast with Greg Zelfon, bringing you proven practical tips every week on how to correctly set up and adapt to SharePoint and Microsoft 365. If you have questions, Greg has the answers. And now, here's your host, Greg Zelfon. Hello again, this is Greg from SharePoint Maven and welcome to episode 163 of the SharePoint Maven podcast. So in an episode uh, just last week, uh, we focused on uh, using SharePoint as a file share. And um, another reason why many organizations switch to SharePoint Online is the uh, wiki capability uh, that is available, the knowledge base capability that is also available in SharePoint. Now, many times organizations, of course, are trying to capture uh, the knowledge. Uh, they are trying to capture some, you know, common best practices, some, you know, common policies that uh, they have within the organizations. Uh, now, uh, SharePoint by itself does not really have a true kind of knowledge base, uh, you know, capability or wiki capability. Uh, there is like really no uh, wiki template. Uh, however, uh, there are a number of different uh, ways or you know mechanisms uh, when you can turn uh, SharePoint into uh, a knowledge uh, you know base and wiki of source. So in this episode, I would like to summarize five unique ways on how you can create that knowledge base you know wiki capability within SharePoint Online. Now, uh, the method that uh, you will choose really depends on how you want to capture um, your, your knowledge. Uh, there is really no right or wrong uh, you know, answer here or option here. Uh, it really depends on how you would like to capture the knowledge, how you would like to present the knowledge. So the first option uh, available is you can just use a document library with metadata tags. And this option uh, works great when you already have a number of those, you know, you know, articles or best practices created and documented uh, in some sort of file, maybe a Word document, maybe PDF. Uh, but this option works really great if you already have, once again, the knowledge created somewhere in some uh, shape or form. Uh, for example, if you already have all those different articles, maybe that you captured in PDF, or maybe you documented a number of different policies and SOPs, and they once again all exist in Word or PDF, then the solution, uh, you know, uh, for you to turn them into a presentable knowledge base is pretty straightforward. All you need to do is just create a site with a document library, upload those documents there and perhaps use some metadata tags. Of course, nothing stops you for, from creating uh, a bunch of folders, but I think what uh, will really be cool if you also create all those different metadata tags. For example, uh, again, let's say you store some SOPs or policies and um, you maybe want to categorize it with certain you know, categories and some keywords and maybe some dates, you know, expiration dates, uh, renewal dates, you know, statuses, you know, stuff like that. So this will allow the users to, um, let's say you have 200 of those documents, to easily find something, not just by typing the keyword into the search box, 
uh, on the document library, but also, you know, by filtering and grouping and sorting and maybe creating even some views uh, on that document library. And of course, the added benefit of this approach is that there is really a little work for you, right? You already have all these documents that exist. Uh, you just need to create that library and tag them, of course. Uh, and um, another cool thing is that you can easily download any document, right? I mean, the documents just already, you know, already exist. If I need, uh, you know, to pull a specific policy or SOP or article, you know, whatever it is, I can just, you know, download that PDF on my computer or something and have it available. And of course, you know, because SharePoint search is so powerful, uh, it will search uh, the information within the document uh, as well. Uh, so uh, any, you know, information, any keywords, any text you have within Word or PDF uh, will be found by uh, mighty SharePoint search. The second option that's available to you is just to create a custom list. Uh, a, a custom list, and I actually recorded episodes, uh, you know, earlier on my podcast. Um, a custom list uh, uh, or Microsoft list uh, is essentially an app that you would use to capture non-document information, right? So the idea is that anything you would typically store in Excel uh, in table format, you know, something with rows and columns. Uh, you can uh, actually easily create a web-based version by using the Microsoft list. And the idea here is that um, you can create a list with, you know, question columns and answer columns, and again, with some metadata, and essentially have users, once again, filter for that information um, uh, within this list. Now, this option works great if uh, you don't have a lot of you know, text uh, for each and every topic. Um, it works more um, like a Q&A type of, uh, I guess, uh, database, if you will, or table. Uh, for example, um, you know, quick questions and quick answers kind of thing. Uh, for example, once again, let's, you know, how to change a password, right? Uh, that would be maybe a, a text column in that list, and then the other column will be the actual answer. Uh, but because there are limits in terms of how many characters you can have, I mean, uh, the idea here is that, you know, it should be something really uh, nice and uh, short. If you have pages and pages, you know, worth of content, especially with, uh, you know, images and maybe some other stuff, I don't think this, uh, you know, list option is, is a, a good option in that particular case, but it does work in some scenarios. And just like I mentioned already, I think I, you know, you can definitely utilize, you know, still the same, you know, metadata tags and categories and essentially create additional columns so the users can easily filter uh, that list by other, you know, keywords. And of course, because the whole list is still searchable, it will come up in, uh, you know, in, in the search as well. So anything in, you have in those columns, uh, whether they're tags or, uh, you know, the actual, you know, text keywords that you used uh, within the columns, uh, they will be found. The third option that is available uh, is to utilize SharePoint pages. And this is where uh, we see the true power of SharePoint because, as I mentioned uh, in the, uh, you know, past episode, SharePoint is more than just a file share. And the idea here is that on a given SharePoint site, you would create, you know, different pages, essentially pages for different, uh, you know, knowledge base uh, articles. And the beauty here is that uh, 
first of all, you can create page templates. All right, so you can maybe create a template uh, for your wiki so that each and every uh, each and every article kind of looks the same. Uh, the other benefit, of course, is you know that everything you type in on your pages can be still found by SharePoint, you know, search. And the third benefit, it's so easy to uh, create pages. It's so easy to uh, author pages. Uh, so the idea here, here is that you create uh, essentially maybe a dedicated site. That's always helps uh, to have a dedicated site. So you don't mix it up with any other, you know, pages or types of content, uh, any other documents, for example. And um, so, yeah, let's say you create a, a communication site or something uh, called Wiki. And the idea here is that um, users will just create all these different pages. And, um, you know, pages would uh, contain obviously certain information, you know, instructions, text images, whatever you want to capture. Another great benefit um, uh, of this option is that you can also tag pages, all right? Just like we can tag documents in the document library and just like we can tag, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, essentially rows of information in, in a uh, SharePoint or Microsoft list, we can also tag pages. If you navigate to the site pages library, that's where all the pages reside. Uh, in addition to the pages themselves and the content they have, you can also create tags. So once again, maybe, I don't know, an expiration date or a status of a particular you know article or uh, some categories, some additional keywords. And this gives you and your users the ability to obviously still search the pages through a regular SharePoint search, but also filter and group and sort the pages, uh, just like you can group, sort, and filter documents. The only uh, uh, downside of this option, well, I guess there are a few. Um, uh, first of all, um, unlike you know Word or PDF, you know where you might um, already have your content, uh, SharePoint pages have limited layouts available. All right, what you see is what you get, and uh, while you can obviously still add you know text and images and align stuff, it's not like working in a Word document where you can really do whatever you want. All right, um, SharePoint pages do have. Uh, limited layouts, and that's on purpose, right? So, um, you know, all those pages render well on different, uh, you know, displays and computers and iPads and so on. Uh, the other, I don't want to say an issue, but I guess a limitation of this particular option is the fact that you cannot download, all right? You cannot easily print the page or download it to your computer. Uh, it's all about base, right? Remember with the document library, uh, if I found a particular whatever article in a PDF, I can easily download it. I can have it uh, residing as a file on my computer, not with pages. It's all about base, all right? It's not easy to print the page. It's not easy to download it. Essentially, it's going to be web-based and living in SharePoint full-time. The fourth option to create a wiki, I guess it's kind of a derivative of that previous option. Um, is to utilize uh, collapsible sections on pages. So the idea here is that instead of creating a page for each and every article within your wiki, uh, you just create one big page. And on that page, when you edit the page, you know how you can add you know, sections and columns, right? Well, there is a feature, there is a toggle switch that allows you to convert a section into a collapsible section. And essentially uh, what happens uh, is that uh, a page has this uh, accordion style uh, look and feel with those arrows appearing where you can expand and collapse 
different sections uh, within the page. And uh, I'm sure you have seen this uh, maybe somewhere on the web. You, you get this accordion style uh, kind of Q&A, um, you, you know, database, if you will. And uh, once again, just like that um, custom list option, this option works great for um, you know, nice and short answers, all right? So the idea here is that once again, maybe you create a section and call it, uh, how do I change the password? And then below you can actually add the actual, you know, answer maybe with some uh, images um, uh, right page. So uh, what's cool about this option is that um, it doesn't take a lot of time to set up. Uh, you just pretty much deal with one page. You just need to create a number of those uh, collapsible uh, sections. Another great benefit of this option is that uh, you can embed, because we're dealing with pages here, in addition to text and images, you can also embed uh, other web parts. And just to give you an example of a cool way to use this capability, uh, for example, let's say uh, you create a section and a question called, you know, how do I submit a mileage reimbursement uh, or vacation request or something, right? And then right below, uh, you know, you can embed obviously an answer, a text answer, but let's just say you also have a Microsoft form uh, for uh, a specific answer. In that case, you can actually embed that form. There is actually a forms web part uh, that is available in SharePoint Online. In that case, you can actually just embed that form uh, right uh, you know, where the answer should be. So the experience for the user will be pretty slick. Um, they will see you know, essentially the question, they can expand on that question because it's accordion style. And um, you know, for example, how do I submit a vacation request and then uh, right below, when they expand that section, they uh, will see the form embedded, and they can submit that form right within, uh, you know, the SharePoint page. Uh, and essentially, uh, uh, they don't even need to click on any other links or anything like that. Now, this option once again just works for quick, uh, you know, questions, quick answers. If you have lots and lots of, you know, uh, material and content, you are better off uh, just sticking with separate pages uh, for uh, for your wiki. And the last option, option number five, that is available uh, for the knowledge base would be to utilize Viva Topics. Viva Topics, of course, is a separate, completely separate application uh, that exists within Microsoft 365. You do have to purchase it, all right? There are extra licenses, you know, involved if you do want that capability. But the cool thing about Viva Topics, uh, so first of all, it relies on SharePoint, all right? Uh, Viva Topics is just a separate SharePoint site, and it also utilizes pages uh, to capture those topics. Uh, but the way it works, so what's cool about that particular option? So first of all, um, you can obviously create your own topics, all right? You follow a very specific layout and format for those topics. But the cool thing is that uh, it also indexes and automatically creates topics for you based on the content uh, that you have within uh, your uh, SharePoint Online and Microsoft 365. Uh, so, for example, uh, let's say we're working on the project. We mention it everywhere, a specific you know, project name. There are certain people involved. Um, Viva Topics, after it indexes everything and searches for everything, it might uh, create a topic automatically for you 
and automatically tie in the project name with the you know people involved and maybe even some documents and maybe even some you know information about the topic and of course you can still modify if you have knowledge managers within your organization you can obviously modify uh, that text uh, that was automatically created for you or once again you can create your own uh, topic and another great benefit of viva topics is that uh, it's not just available in sharepoint uh, it's also available in uh, you know yammer conversations or microsoft teams for example if we are talking about a particular project and uh, we mention it, maybe somebody mentions the project in, uh, uh, in, in a Microsoft Teams conversation. When you, and let's say I'm a new person within the organization, I'm not really familiar with it. Uh, I might, you know, click on that project name that will be underlined uh, within the conversation. And I might even, you know, essentially it will open up some information. Uh, uh, it will open up a, a card on that particular topic where I can view the information. So uh, the beauty about this option is that I don't have to specifically go to SharePoint and, you know, search or find that wiki site or execute a search. Um, I can just be, you know, doing my thing, right, and sending an email to someone or getting an email from someone uh, with, a, with a particular name, and I will be able, I would be able to uh, learn more about a particular topic, right, uh, from within uh, those other applications. So obviously, a uh, very powerful feature. I think this, fe you know, this uh, particular, uh, you know, application uh, probably works best for large organizations, all right? Again, you, first of all, you need to uh, pay for extra licenses. You probably also need to, to really have some, you know, uh, knowledge managers, <laughs> um, uh, you, you know, in place uh, who can, uh, uh, who can, you know, essentially take charge of that uh, Viva Topics, you know, site and, uh, uh, you know, pay attention to it and uh, adjust the topics and create, curate new topics. Uh, but definitely a very, very powerful option uh, for some types of organizations. So these are the five options uh, I wanted to mention to you. Uh, I will also make sure to include in the show notes the article I wrote. Uh, some time ago uh, about uh, where I pretty much outline and have screenshots and more information about all those uh, all those uh, uh, options that I just listed. Uh, but for now, I uh, wanted to thank you uh, for listening to this particular episode. Hopefully you found it uh, informative. Uh, this is the last episode for this year, right? The next one will be published in early January. So I want to use this opportunity to thank you, uh, all of my uh, loyal listeners, all of my uh, loyal uh, followers for sticking with my podcast uh, over the last year. And I uh, wanted to wish you, of course, uh, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Hanukkah, and Happy New Year. And uh, we'll talk again soon uh, in a few weeks in early January. Thank you very much, and I uh, hope to see you on my blog, SharePointMaven.com as well. Goodbye. You've been listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast with Greg Zelfond. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to the Apple Podcast app, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you.